Hey everyone, Tri-State Snacks back with another Playing Around Love Playbook. So today we're going to be talking with the amazing educator and bassist, Bethany Robinson. So let's just give her a second to get on the live. Hi Bethany. Hi. How's it going? It's great. How are you? Great, great. It's so nice to be with you today. Yes, of course. It's so great to meet you. Um, if you don't know me yet, my name is Trista Ford. I'm a studying tenor saxophonist and music educator in the city right now, working at Playbook. Um, I'm so happy to be talking with you. So let me just introduce you for our audience. Um, Bethany Robinson began teaching music in 2005 at Noblesville Schools and currently serves as the jazz band director and assistant band director. She is chair-elect for the NAPNI Jazz Council, so cool, and president of the Indiana Jazz Educators Association. Robinson was named 2014 Indian Jazz Educator of the Year, 2015 Noblesville Teacher of the Year, and was a 2016 Indiana Teacher of the Year semifinalist. She is a two-time Lilly Teacher Creativity Fellow, receiving grants to study jazz and culture in both the U.S. and Brazil. Each spring, Bethany helps to lead the Indiana Jazz Girls Day event, hosting workshops and side-by-side -side concerts for students around the state of Indiana alongside professional musicians to elevate leaders through jazz. Bethany is a semifinalist for the 2022 Grammy Music Educator Award. Woo, everyone go vote. <laughs> um, and was a keynote speaker for the 2021 Australian National Band and Orchestra Conference in September. She spends her time outside the classroom playing upright and electric bass in the Indianapolis area. Wow, awesome stuff, Bethany. So awesome to have you here. Um, to get us started, I want to ask our staple playbook question, what have you been listening to lately? Okay, what have I been listening to? So for me, I, it's always a mix of what I want to listen to, what I'm hoping my students will get into, and then generally what gigs I have coming up. So um, I can go through those a uh, few things. So I. One of the newer albums I'm listening to right now is um, Kurt Elling and Charlie Hunter. They have a new um, album out called Super Blue, and it's a little bit, I think, of a departure from um, some of the stuff I'm used to from Kurt Elling. Um, but having Charlie Hunter in there, um, it's a little more funky. Anyway, I'm really enjoying that album. And um, for my students, I'm right now I'm we are listening to a lot of jazz at Lincoln Center, like the Live at Cuba, Live in Cuba album is one of my yes. favorites. And trying to get them, also um, introducing them to people like um, Roy Hargrove, like we just started mm -hmm. listening as they were coming in the classroom the last couple weeks. Um, and also um, we have a guest artist coming up in our next week. And one of her big influences um, kind of starting in jazz was Macy. I'm oh, wow, yeah. Maceo Parker and James Brown and sort of opening that world up to them as well. And um, for upcoming gigs, I have a lot of, like a few holiday shows. So um, I'm already in like holiday yeah. mode right Full now. Mariah Carey mode has it has started. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah Carey season. I mean, I, I'm not playing those charts specifically. But a yeah. lot of jazz is coming up. So um, that's, I guess that's kind of a wrap of what I'm listening to right now. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I love that Live at Q album, specifically that one. It's, it's classic. Um, oh, one of the things I wanted to ask you was, um, I know your band has made three appearance at the ISMA Indiana Jazz State Finals, 
and the Noblesville Jazz um, was named a Jazz at Lincoln Center, essentially Ellington Festival finalist, which is amazing. Um, what was your approach to, to developing your jazz band um, and approaching jazz with your students? Well, it's interesting because um, I came out of school with, I love jazz bands, but I had my classical um, bass background. Um, mm -hmm. But what most in high school playing bass in a big band. So when I got my first band directing job, I was really hoping to do jazz band and it took a few years and then um, I was given that program. And there was one band there. Um, and even though I had really high hopes for how well I would teach and how well they would play, um, I wasn't great at teaching at that point when I was first starting out. So it was definitely trial and error. I would give them charts that were way too hard and then kind of realize, okay, where are these students actually, you know, where are we starting from? And then trying to give them something that they would actually enjoy and and have great performances. So I couldn't really start with Ellington and Basie. I had to like kind of go down to almost pet band type charts oh, and yeah, then just yeah. work through that. Uh, and then um, a couple of the grants that you had mentioned um, in my bio, the one that was, I mean, really life-changing was in 2011, um, I got a grant to go to New York City and New Orleans that summer. And there just happened to be um, the Band Director Academy at Jazz Lincoln Center, which I had never heard of. Um, I just showed up and all of a sudden I'm surrounded by all these people who know about um, essentially Ellington. I'd never even heard of it before. Oh, wow. So it, and 10 years ago, I learned about what that was and watched the movie Chops. And <laughs> the, they taught us just in those four days were so transitional for me. It was a completely different approach to jazz pedagogy. And so I felt like that's probably the first time I learned sort of how to teach jazz band from a culture standpoint and from, I don't know, even just a joy standpoint, you know, and movement. So I took those um, things home with me and I just started one at a time. Guys, we're going to sing and dance before every class. Uh, we're going to try, even if we're not quite able to play Ellington charts, we're going to really listen to it and try to see if we can incorporate a few of these tunes. We really started with Count Basie and kind of moved from there. Um, the kids really, really became about building a culture, not about just teaching music. So mm -hmm. we that year at a, one year at a time, one class at a time. Uh, I went from one jazz band. We have five jazz bands now, and it's been oh, wow. all, yeah, it's been all about bringing in really amazing individuals that know way more than me that are on the scene playing and just putting them in front of my students. And then not only are the students learning from them over the years, but I take a lot of notes and I just watch all the things that they do. We're going to other conferences, amazing music educator classrooms, just watching, you know, and taking notes and asking a lot of questions. So it's been, it's pretty much like a tense journey of kind of starting from scratch and then just digging into best practices and taking, you know, stealing all the ideas I possibly can from other amazing music. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of how we got to this point. Um, the other part that was really transformational for me was, you know, our students finally did well enough that year we had um, jazz state finals. That's a relatively new thing in Indiana. But the second year that they made one of, you know, we got one of the spots to go. And it was more of a festival. They didn't rank us or anything. But what I did notice, we played towards the beginning of the festival. And then we went and sat and watched all the other amazing Indiana jazz bands. The thing for me that I realized in watching all these other bands were their 
soloist, their improv was just a level from our band. And I thought, well, since as a bassist, I'm not really sure on crazy solos, like some of the, I see the saxophonists, and trumpet and trombone players. <laughs> so I found some people in the area that were just really passionate about improv and started working that into the curriculum and bringing them in and making sure that fundraise money to really put that. So kind of identifying where we weren't measuring up, where we were lacking a bit, and not just being discouraged by that, but realizing, hey, let's figure out the path to get that skill in front of my students, even if I'm not the person to bring that to them. So it, that's sort of been my journey, I think, of teaching and trying to get students and myself from level zero to trying to, you know, get to something as special, um, spectacular as the Ellington. Wow, that's really awesome to hear about. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm curious, you said that you guys now have five jazz bands. It was different before it was less jazz bands? Um, when I started, when I took over, there was one and there were auditions and it was basically any student who wanted to do marching bands mm -hmm. was essentially, um, you know, so it was the classic like one melophone and three trumpets <laughs> and alto saxophone you know um, yeah. a lot of drummers and guitar players and so I just sort of you know you kind of start with what you have and it really did have to be more pet band. we actually did play it back then and decided hey next year let's see if we can get you know an actual big so that we could play music that's written for so I started doing auditions um that's a it's a really hard process to kind of Start changing things when students are just very used to sign up for something and doing it. But I think it takes just consistency, a, a real plan um, to sort of mold it something that can, you know, give students the best opportunity to leave here and to plug any college um, big band, you know, and feel like they have the experience and then go right into that or scholarship. So it's all about preparing students not only to have a great high school experience, but to be able to move on from high school and also have a great experience. Yeah, of course. That's really great to hear about, um, especially like, you know, developing a band program is such an achievement, um, especially from that, you know, classic setup. Um, I'm curious because we talked a little bit about the Essentially Ellington Festival. Could you just describe your experience applying for that and like how you went about that? Yes, 20 was was really rough i mean it was really rough for everybody so we came to school in um hybrid i basically thought like every other day is our normal so if a particular jazz as jazz band monday following week tuesday thursday and it just rotates here but because we were in hybrid i saw half of the band the first the other half of the band the second this was for every band. So Jazz One, the ones that were really interested in Ellington, they never met together during the entire year from 2020 to 2021. And um, there was one class had all the lead players, then the other class had all of the um, second and third players in the production. So, you know, my lead trumpet player never got to play with the drummer. Um, the, there was one class at a rhythm section like the entire year, you know. So the students, we decided to get together and decide what could we do. We could meet before school um, because we have a bigger space. My room is too small um, with COVID restrictions to, you know, have everyone together and stop that six feet. 
So we rented the auditorium or like, you know, got that every once a week, um, the, the entire year. And students were doing sectionals in their garage instead of winter around like fire pit, you know, they were inside and enclosed. And they were just really, really dedicated. So we decided to make sure that they were able to board. Um, we were even our auditorium, it sounded like we were in a gym. I had a hard time for like how our audition tape sounded because we were trying there was a set for the musical like in the middle of it. And so I had like one house in the back of the auditorium. Someone else was like on the front porch and it was insane. Like you had seen there was no way that this wow. was gonna fit. But somehow the kids were so dedicated and they were like, we have lost so much. So let's take what we do have left and put everything to it and just see where it goes. And the kids drove up. They were a hundred in. And I'm like, if you guys are, we'll make this happen. We will do the recording. We will meet. We will. Anyway. And so we got together and it was on our spring break when they announced the groups and so the kids that me it's so funny they're like can we meet in the band room today to listen i'm like i'm on my way out of town guys why get together just to be sad like i mean like we never like like who makes ridiculous like i can tell you the schools that make ellington that's not noblesville but of course i'm not saying any of this out loud but i thought that's fine <laughs> whatever they want so we rolled in it's typical 2020 fashion Half the kids are on Zoom in spring break. We were the last school. And I had lost track on my fingers. I was like, oh, that's it. You know, we're the last Reaching and hugging. So it was absolutely one of, and then the real work began. I mean, that was so exciting. But then we are, you know, zooming in with Sherman Irby and he was our nice. mentor. The number of people that were like zooming in, having sectionals with us and having lunch, you know, with like the trumpet section from Jazz at Lincoln Center. Wow. Every, they did everything they could to get us connected, even though it was a virtual festival. And the whole community came together for the day that it aired. Um, and we were the last band to play, but there were two sections and there was an hour in between at that time. And we did a concert for the community. The mayor came by and proclaimed it like Noblesville Jazz Day. Wow. Wow. It like, it was, I can't even describe how it just made what should have been the worst year in education and teaching music. Um, it made it, like one of the best years that my career had, I mean, that I could ever even imagine in my career. And it's just I'm, as I, I don't, we haven't met yet, but I'm, I'm a huge fan. Hi, I'm Sammy. Just a fan. <laughs> I know Trista, but Bethany, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And I know you're, any friend of Mickey's is a friend of mine, but I went and did my homework and I was just like, wow, one of the most inspiring stories, just like your ability to both be a, a incredible musician and then an incredible educator and then be a source of light for so many students. But that video you, you mentioned that that EE that you guys got picked. I saw that video that like brought tears to my eyes to see you guys just like uh, 
just such an intensely strong and powerful and beautiful community. So I'm not going to say much. I'm going to let Tristan do the interview, but I just wanted to tell you, like, thank you for what you're doing. It's like what keeps all of everyone else going. So it's, it's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. And you guys definitely deserve to be there. So don't even try to say that. Well, thank you, Sammy. It's I'll see no more. Yeah, it's really nice to meet you, too. <laughs> it's great to be here. Yeah, we uh, we normally don't let fans onto the live, but we just have to <laughs> let Sammy in today, you know. Um, so, wow. Um, I know, Bethany, you had mentioned um, something that we talk a lot about here at Playbook and that we hear often and that I actually have noticed in my own career and like studying as a music educator is that not many educators um, are taught jazz in their undergrad. So how did you go about learning that um, out elsewhere outside of your undergrad? For me, it was um, actually, I would say a lot of trial, mostly error, but how I started was, I, I mean, I loved playing the bass, but even in my undergrad, I didn't end up going to a school that was, all they had was a big band. That was it. So. I left school embarrassingly, not even knowing what a real book or a jazz standard. I, I could play any chart you put in front of me on the bass for, with a big band. And so whatever, you know, whatever I was given by my educators, like I assumed that and I loved it. But, you know, when you leave college and what are you mostly going to play in at that point is probably combos and, you know, doing small events and things like that. I didn't have that skill or even know that that was a thing. So um, I got called back from my high school to do like to help in their director's combo for this this big jazz night and I was kind of nervous because I kind of put my bass down and I started teaching I wasn't really playing a lot so I asked um, what are the tunes because I'll prepare the tunes and so I got those and I prepared them and I went in well the great Kenny Phelps was on drums that night Steven this amazing piano player in Illinois was on um, the piano and so we practiced our couple tunes and then I looked at the program and I said oh who's your bass player for like the like the pro band tonight and they were like you are and I was like oh yeah I don't I mean I instantly knew that it was going to be the biggest disaster of my life and I was a hundred percent correct so what happened was in the I mean and I was just sweating and trying the whole time I have a pretty good ear but I, didn't, I wasn't in the world. I didn't know. So at the end of that gig, you know, I'm thinking about what field I'm going to chuck my bass in, like, and set it on fire on the way home. But instead, the amazing Kenny Phelps took me aside and said, who are you playing with? Like, who, who do you hang with? Who do you play with? And I was like, I don't play with anyone. I'm just, I'm new to the area. I just moved here. I just started teaching. And he said, find some people to play with. He's like, you would be great. And it was like that encouragement that made me think, oh, maybe I can start this new journey after college and start playing jazz. And so there was like some, one of my friends had um, a sibling getting married and we were going to do the wedding music. And I got a real book and started learning um, tunes and listening and transcribing and playing along. And so I just started building. And as I was learning, I'm like, oh, I want my kids to learn this too. So it's like, I'm a learner alongside my kids every single day. You know, and so that has become huge for me because it's so much more collaborative and it's not me telling them what I know, it's me guiding them. And then as we hit road bumps or as I have a gig and I learn something, then I can come back and tell them, I learned this. Uh, oh, can I ask about that sort of like idea of being, a, you know, always a student 
being humble as an educator? Like, were there any educators you had that sort of instilled that mentality in you? Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. I feel like the, the best educators that I, I was watching and seeing um, were always either at conferences, like sitting and taking notes and listening to what was happening, or they were inviting other students in and like kind of mentoring. So for me, I was seeing so much mentoring going on that I thought, wow, the best people that I look up to are interested in like coming alongside people, not just being great and not sharing that, if that makes sense. So great Janice Stockhouse, of course. Um, I was seeing her, all, people coming in and out of her classroom all the time. She go and watch her teach. And that was so transformative for me. Um, and now I, I'm at a point where I'm not just not understanding what I do, but kind of the how, why I'm starting to kind of move into those levels at this point in my career at the Butler University a few times this semester and talking to them about how to teach jazz from scratch. And I'm actually doing, you know, talking about building culture through warm-ups. I'm going to do a couple um, presentations at Indiana Educators Association conference coming up. And I feel like it's, start, it's time for me to start sharing some of those things. And I love having student teachers come in. My favorite thing is having a student teacher walk in and they're first thing, I don't know anything about jazz. And then when they leave, they're like, I can't wait to teach a jazz. Wow. And that is it's huge because that's what I needed when I was their age. Mm. That's what I want to give back to not just my students, young educators, especially young women who out of young don't they can just come alongside someone who's doing it and has a very a good structure for it. Mm. They can plug in and Wait, you can't, Tristan, you can't move to Indiana. We need you in New York. <laughs> don't get any ideas. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds pretty good over there. No. Bethany's well, calling. That's right. That's right. I'm like, and I have a lot of students and people that would just want to come in and check out what's going on here. And the cool thing is that when they leave, they're not like, that's unattainable. They're like, oh, anyone could do that. Like, that's what I love about what's happening here. It's about putting systems in place that are that you're just consistent and you're faithful to and you just keep doing the work each day and then it over time it just pays off because it's not just me passing things on to students it's these older students that are passing on their culture to the younger students and doing side by side um, I have a lot of my top students from jazz one that will sort of um, be sprinkled in our jazz four and five mostly our freshman groups so we've got the youngest students in our school that are doing side by side with these students that are gonna, you know, win a solo award at Ellington Festival. You know, I mean, it's just really, really cool. And they can look up to them and kind of watch what they're doing in real time during rehearsals. Um, and that's, that's a really powerful thing around here too. That idea of mentoring, not just other people to me or me to student teachers, um, but even students to younger students. So it just feels like it, there's so many levels to that that is what mm -hmm. makes it so special. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for that answer. I really appreciate it. It was very informative. Um, to close us off, I want to ask, why do you think that platforms like Playbook are so important in today's classroom? One of the things that I have, so I've been kind of looking in and seeing what's going on. I mean, Mickey is the one that introduced me to you guys and kind of connected us. And so I feel like I'm just on the, I don't know, 
the beginning of kind of figuring out all the things that you guys offer. Um, he has told me so much about the different platforms of students being able to play along and mute certain tracks and have that. So I'm definitely looking into this and hope, hoping that I could actually put this into my classroom as well. But I love this idea too, as I'm looking through your and sort of doing some research in the last couple of weeks, the more people that educators or people that you are connecting to the platform, building this community, um, I think one of the most powerful things that musicians and educators can feel as they're going through the journey is that they're not alone and that they are connected, are resources available, and having that idea that not doing it alone, that idea of connection, I think is what keeps everyone going because there are difficult days, you know, but if everyone is, if you feel like you're connected and you're not alone, you always have a resource to reach out to, um, whether it's people or whether it's platforms like Playbook Jazz. And that's why I think your platform is, is so powerful. And just from having me on or from having Mickey on, like the people that we are connected to, we're connected and it just, grows this community and it just reminds us that it's so much bigger than ourselves amen thank you so much for that well thank you so much for being here with us today bethany um it was awesome talking to you and hearing a little bit about your teaching and your experiences so everyone listening go follow bethany at bethany robinson base and go check out her website bethany and for everyone that doesn't that does not know playbook yet come follow us at playbook jazz and at this is playbook.com um so i'm gonna sign off now but thank you so much again and thanks everyone for watching yeah bye bye